So uh, Tesla showed off something pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, this headline says that they unveiled it. This is obviously a concept at this moment. And you know how the camp crowd and the RV crowd goes crazy over Tesla stuff. Uh, There was that concept for a Cybertruck camper edition that was going viral. You had pre-orders. They exceeded their expectations. Uh, There's something, I mean, this off-grid extended range solar lifestyle is just, it's popping off. It's hot right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can speak from experience yourself as far as the vehicles that get you uh, fired up. I've done my research. And everyone kind of sees this stuff and wonders if Tesla has some kind of a potential play. If they're, I mean, they're, they're interested in solar, obviously. They've got all types of batteries, obviously. And then you start to imagine, okay, how could these items be utilized uh, in new product categories that Tesla's not already in? You had the power wall, you had the solar panels for the house, but then these products, at least for me, they're hard to get your hands on here. And I don't know if demand is outpacing supply and so on, but then they're at some show in Germany, some sort of convention, and they show this off or unveil it, something labeled a solar range extender trailer with SpaceX Starlink internet terminal. Now, Starlink is a whole different story where you had, it it was targeted at rural areas, but then you had people that had RVs that were gobbling up the Starlink because it was a better connection than they could get with their cellular in all types of different regions. So now you combine the two, you got a bunch of sort of retractable solar panels built into a trailer. Obviously, you've got batteries to store the electricity. Uh, And then you've got this Starlink panel mounted on the front of it. That's like a moving house. You could do a lot. You could have a time. You could definitely be off-grid a little bit. And the expo is called Ideen Expo, apparently. Yes. And uh, where is that happening? Hanover. In Germany. And that was this week. And they surprised attendees by unveiling this system, equipping a trailer with deployable solar panels. Now, some have said the problem with this thing is that trying to do the math on how much you could generate with these panels, even if they're all 300 watt panels, uh, 2.7 kilowatt, which would mean it would generate less than 50 miles of range per day. And even less if it happened to be folded up and you happen to be driving around. So they're saying as a range extender, not all that mm, exciting. But maybe that's not the only application. Maybe in a pinch, okay, fine, you got your 50 miles stored up. But what about all the other things you might do as you travel, as you do, as, if, as you use your Tesla as a recreational vehicle? Keeping fridges cold, powering other appliances that maybe are less power hungry than the vehicle itself and then the range extension aspect is only as an emergency type of thing Mm -hmm. but also this is a proof of concept possibly or just a a concept in general that maybe at some point in time as uh, solar tech improves you could see devices like this being dragged behind cars i mean i have all kinds of questions obviously regarding uh, weight because now you're pulling around this heavy unit presumably it has batteries in it and so forth, but people are definitely excited for a potentially 
electric RV future at some point in time. This Off could the grid. Yeah, this could be some kind of uh, indicator, some kind of teaser. Mm. Tesla put their logo on it, man. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, this next clip was just going bananas. Yes, I'm sure you've seen it. I haven't seen this clip specifically. But you know about the project mm-hmm. here. It's a apparently five developers, seriously indie project, first-person shooter game, which takes place in a toy store, and you are an action figure. Now, I showed this to my kids, and they went, give me this right now. They said, I play this right now. Uh. There's something about being miniaturized, and there's something about the detail of a, being in a toy store that's just yeah. so compelling. I don't know if, the, if you agree if this uh, applies to you or not. No, this is very um, interesting. You're like launching off different pads, and the fighting is going from the floor to the shelves, and you yourself are an action figure, and you're fighting other action figures of all different styles. It kind of has that Fortnite effect where... Even though you're shooting people, it's so uh, cartoonish or uh, colorful and seemingly harmless that every kid in the world picks it up and the moms all give the seal of approval. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying, Will? Yeah, this is uh, nostalgia in a Mm. way, too, with physical toys. Nostalgia of the toy store, which maybe fewer kids are experiencing in this day and age with the uh, the ordering of, of the toys online or things like this. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is something. The toy store in general is is a very uh, fantastic environment, a- imaginative environment, all the possibilities walking into the toy store. Uh, you probably have your very own toy store uh, memories. A lot of good vibes. It's, I remember Lego. Like, the Lego displays, all uh-huh. the colors and collaborations and so on anyway the game's called hypercharge it is made by an indie game developer and uh, they announced that it will be available soon exclusively on xbox imagine that that's a nice little get for microsoft because this clip has generated 13.5 million views already on twitter this simple clip so you know it's going to be a big deal and it's going to be great for xbox gamers some people might even pick up an xbox to play this game i don't know we got to wait and see but so far, so good. Uh, Joe Rogan is back in the news. He was on Lex Friedman's podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, engage. I haven't listened to it yet. You said, mm-hmm, as if you've already listened to it or part of it. I've listened to a few clips. Uh, you've been involved in the clips, but uh, he was getting grilled. Not grilled. He was getting asked uh, about having Trump on his podcast. Donald Trump, I'm talking about, because there was so much uh, hype and and noise going on that he was going to host the debate back during the campaign between uh, Biden and Trump, or he was just going to have Trump on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, tremendous, enormous platform, and uh, many wanted to see Trump, uh, never mind Trump, many wanted to see high-profile people in those type of situations talking for hours on end. In front of Joe Rogan? Him specifically. Yeah, exactly. Very alluring. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, people really wanted this to happen and thought that it would happen. 
and thought that the the right pieces were in place like rogan is obviously connected to and longtime friends with dana white and dana white has spoken at multiple events for trump they have a relationship so you would think that these pieces could easily be put together and you sit there and wonder why hasn't it happened then it would obviously be an enormous episode uh from a viewership perspective mm -hmm. drive all types of spotify signups oh yeah it just sounds like there would be business to be had there and possibly an interesting conversation i don't know but he goes on to to tell lex that absolutely not he says i will not have uh, i refuse to host uh, donald trump on the show uh he said he didn't want to help him in any way here's the quote i'm not a trump supporter in any way shape or form I've had the opportunity to have him on my show more than once, and I've said no every time. I don't want to help him. I'm not interested in helping him. Those are Rogan's words. Some might be surprised to hear that because he's obviously been lumped in in a big way with, with that crowd as much as he's gone on to say politically, I, I, I'm over here on this subject and over there on that subject, but he has made so many headlines. Mm -hmm. He has been um a target of criticism over all types of things including i guess there was the covid stuff was going on and i mean i can't even remember the number of controversies but many had grouped him in yes and for and him labeled him and he, many had many had been pasting the labels and might be surprised to hear uh now take it for what it is it's one interview things can change mm-hmm opportunities can change uh, scenarios can change he went on to say that he's not even sure that that trump would be capable of being free and loose in that kind of environment and he would be worried that uh trump would just be acting in that scenario and it wouldn't be a great conversation i don't know uh lex pushed back and said hey you should you know have the conversation mm. uh he might be able to get him to open up. Maybe you can see another side of a person. It is just a conversation in the end. To which Rogan then replied, hey, don't underestimate the effect that these type of appearances can have. Mm -hmm. Because you might be saying, hey, uh, uh, Joe, what's the big deal? It's not you. You're, you're having an, an individual on your show. It's not your responsibility. And I was surprised to hear from him in, in one of these quotes that because uh, the question was, do you really bear the responsibility of the course of our country based on a conversation? That's what Friedman said to him as he said, hey, I don't want to support him in any way by having him on. He said, I think you can revitalize and rehabilitate someone's image in a way that is pretty shocking. That's his response to his own personal responsibility having someone on, which is kind of strange because – you could then you could argue why have anybody on that you don't agree with and then you eliminate a ton of conversations because you could say i don't want to revitalize that individual because i disagree with them mm -hmm. and so forth now obviously trump is a whole different ball game he said threat to democracy these are rogan's words and so it's maybe he is the most complicated figure and maybe the consequences are mo most severe in that scenario sure. But it is a fine line. It's a real balancing act between who you're going to put on the platform and how that uh, how that behaves as a conversation, how, how it behaves uh, from an insight perspective, and then how it behaves from an endorsement perspective. 
he 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 endorsed Bernie Sanders. But that's another piece that gets left out and not a lot of people talk about. Uh, but it is uh there's no going to be no there's no shortage of criticism one way or the other now people are going to be pissed that he said i'm never going to have him on now the other group's going to be pissed and the other group is celebrating the other group is sitting there saying damn right you're never going to have him on threat to democracy but then the trump group's going to say rogan we thought you were with you know you can't yeah it's it's very difficult but it is interesting to see him uh doing an interview on another platform other than his own as well so shout out to lex for putting that on uh, one thing is for certain, things change over time, opportunities and so forth. And so I, even though he's saying absolutely not, it'll never happen, I wouldn't say never personally. Got to wait and see what goes down. But he did uh, show some sort of uh, a positive message relating to uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. He's saying he would make a good president. So he threw some other name out there. Mm. instead of trump in the interview but you can go check the clip for yourself the clip is uh uh, on youtube will trump win in 2024 that's the name of the clip joe rogan lex friedman so go check that out see all those words for yourself um shifting over to biden a little bit here you have the WNBA star Brittany griner send a message sorry to biden she is the one who has been locked up in russia uh, and that actually was ju- it actually happened just before um the the conflict the war broke out the invasion uh ukraine i i i couldn't remember the timeline in my head i was like what was she did did she get arrested after the fact or did, she was already arrested prior she was going through an airport over there and apparently officials had found vapes with hashish oil uh, obviously illegal in that region and so she was apprehended and is i guess participating in the um legal system over there which then you have the conflict then you have the sanctions then you have the leverage and then you have to your intuition is getting fired up and you're like well is this the actual punishment for such things the would a, would a person normally be jailed for this period of time for that particular offense or is there now a bargaining chip here because you have a uh high profile individual uh american now that we've got this conflict underway anyway she uh recently wrote a letter directly to biden saying help uh terrified now that she may never leave russia that that she has uh, gotten mixed up in this situation now russia for their part i guess there's a representative there who came out and said hey this has nothing to do with that this is not a hostage situation at all dmitry peskov said uh, late last month that griner was not being held hostage hostage but offered no timeline for her potential release here's the quote from him she violated russian law and now she's being prosecuted it's not about being a hostage there are lots of american citizens here they're enjoying their freedoms, but you have to obey the laws. That's the quote. Um, I don't know. It's a t- tough situation. I, I, I mean, you can imagine. You can imagine being locked up in Russian prison, prison right now, given the global 
mm-hmm. situation and landscape, I think most people would be concerned about that. I don't know what Biden can can do. What can you you would have to bargain. You'd have to let somebody else go that has been apprehended and then you'd have to measure their crimes and co- complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been going on for a while now. And uh, it's not going to be obviously not going to be easy for the individual involved. Yeah. By any means. Let her come back. Let her play. Who are you, who are you talking to right now? Are you Putin. talking to Dimitri or Putin or who are you talking to? Putin. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I hate to tell he you. Listens well. to this I hate to tell you, Will. I, mean, I don't know how effective that's going to be, but uh, good luck with all that. Uh, actually, let's go to the next story and stick with Russia just for a moment. Okay. Apparently, there's been reports, just the next tab over, there's been reports of moldy burgers in the new Russian McDonald's replacement. Oh. Russians served moldy burgers. Oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, you can imagine there's people that are pissed that McDonald's is no longer in Russia, and they're going to be uh, going over their their new meals from the Russia replacement uh, with a fine-tooth comb. They're going to be really inspecting that stuff. Hey, what is up with this? So uh, the new version of McDonald's in Russia is called Tasty, and that's it. That's the translation. Uh, Kusno and Tachka. Uh, it looks like McDonald's. The items are kind of like McDonald's. McDonald's is nowhere to be found. Now, there's disturbing images, apparently, that have emerged showing mold on the hamburger buns, and other customers have reported finding insect legs in the meat patties. Oh. Which, a little extra protein. Um, <laughs> if you want to be optimistic, sure. I get it. <laughs> Um, Senya Subchak, a Russian television personality and a leader of the political opposition to the Putin government. Well, that's definitely someone who'd be reporting on this. Posted the images on her Telegram chat channel. It looks like they don't quite honor the standards of McDonald's, at least in terms of product quality control. Today, at least three cases were recorded of burgers with moldy buns sold to customers. That's the uh, insect leg I, that we're looking I, at. I right guess now? that must be an insect leg. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So social media is going to be. I, I just can't imagine being happy. Maybe there's a new appreciation for what McDonald's does, del- delivering the sheer quantity of fast food as quickly as they do and without the moldy buns. Have you ever experienced the <laughs> moldy? I don't think I did. From McDonald's? Yeah. I don't believe so. I don't think their so. Their quality is top notch. I, I don't know if they're, I don't know, but who knows, maybe they, they freeze it or have some other process for it. Yeah. But yeah, you're not going to be a happy customer. They had hundreds of locations over there, like 700 locations. They've all converted over. It says McDonald's sold its 700 eateries to the operators. So I guess, I don't know they got something for it. Who knows if they'll ever ever come back? Probably not anytime soon. Probably a couple more moldy buns. It is just a few photos, though. They're just getting started over there, Will. Yeah, the growing pains. Tasty, and that's yeah. it. Moldy, and that's it. They'll they'll figure. Well out. They're gonna figure out the tasty part. Okay. They're gonna. That does kind of bother me, though. If you had a restaurant, well, you yourself, you have a restaurant and you screw up once and all of a sudden you got a bag of moldy whatever and it goes out and the Google reviews are coming in. You're dead. 
you invested all your money, you did the renovation, and then one moldy bag goes out to social media. Yeah. Like 12 customers. That's all it takes nowadays. And you're like, no, come back. I'll make it right. I, I, I really screwed up. I, I, I'm just... Or it was even if it, you owned it, it was an employee who screwed up and grabbed the moldy bag and that was supposed to go to the dumpster. There's no second chances out here, you know. No, no. You just uh, there's too much too much selection, too many options, too many places I can go other than Willie Do's Burger Co. I'll give you a shot. I'm going to give you a second chance. You give me the moldy You're bun. Okay. You give me the moldy bun. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to say, listen, I want to give you a heads up. Okay. Bun's got a little bit of mold on it. Not writing the Google review. We're going to do this again. I'm going to order the next one. We're going to sort it out. Just need to make you aware. Okay. Good to know. That's what we're going to do. Right. Willie Do Burger Co. Uh, one way you can get the produce for Willie Do Burger Co. Is that you can uh, you can hopefully get some food from some, some produce that was farmed on Bill Gates' expanding empire of farmland. Mm. I don't know. Does he still farm it or does he just sit on it and hold it? I don't know. Why not farm it? If you're buying it, he just won legal approval to buy 2,100 acres of North Dakota farmland worth 13.5 million and people across the state are livid. I think he might be the biggest owner of farmland in the U.S. now, but if he's not, whatever, he's in the top list. He has a tremendous amount of it. So does his pal Warren Buffett. They love the farmland investment. You know what happens, Will, with the the inflation and the economy and the energy assets and so forth they they go all over but you can't predict you know what you can't predict the people will be eating the food from the farmland yeah no matter what big swaths of land no matter what that's it just yeah. give me the land and in his case that's what he's been doing many ha many speculate on the reason for this attraction but it might just be solid investment or it could be something incredibly uh conspiratorial it's just up to you whatever you want to do in the comments that's why you have the comments over there last week he secured the legal approval for purchasing 2100 acres of farmland how about that 13 million bucks for 2100 acres seemed like a good deal actually now that I look at it still of a deal i'm kind of sitting there saying let me get in on this bill let me take let me get a piece there bill on some farmland too anyway the reason he needed legal approval is because there's a, a stipulation in there uh, in order to protect the farmland of North Dakota that corporations can't come in and just buy it all up. Uh, by the way, he has 270,000 total acres of farmland across dozens of states, and he's the largest private owner of farmland in America. So let's get to the bottom of that real quick. Um, there's a depression era law in North Dakota that prohibits corporations and limited liability companies from owning farmland in the region. And many people were not thrilled about this news. Uh, I've gotten a big earful on this uh, clear across the state. It's not even from just that neighborhood. Anti-corporate farming law does allow individual trusts to own farmland if it's leased to farmers. And that's what Gates plans to do. So he can have it so long as he leases it back to actual farmers doing the farming mm. he found but people are still mad anyways because they say hey um what are your plans here it's too much mm -hmm. you got your your piece is too big there mr yeah divvy it up mr corporate uh but yeah farmland he still loves it he just got approval to buy a bunch more 
Uh, I don't know about you, Will, but I think we need to get some farmland ourselves. Yeah. We need to. Some, uh... I don't think we need 2,100 acres. Okay. I think we need yeah, maybe 10. And we're going to do the produce. What kind? Uh, well, around here, you're, there's, you know, you're kind of limited. Winter? There's winter. <laughs> but there's still, you got amazing food coming from over there. You can get all kinds of local produce. You go to the farmer's market, you can get local wild blueberries and uh, strawberries. Obviously, you can get corn and um, uh, to all types of apple varieties. I want to do something like exotic. No, but Maybe, that's, uh, we can't do. Why not? In winter? <laughs> no, because we're trying to be, uh, you know, farm to table. Oh, okay. I can grow like a burger tree or something. Local varieties, farm to table, probably apples. We could do an orchard. Okay. I don't mind that. Can we do an orchard? Yeah. Let's think about it. All right. Yeah. See you guys.